You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. This is Women to Watch. To rise above all of the noise and fulfill every last one of your dreams. Women to Watch, sharing the real stories of the most accomplished women in the world. It is for those frightened children who want peace. It is for those voiceless children who want change. Be inspired by women from across the globe who are encouraging more women to pursue their dreams. True philanthropy comes from living from the heart of yourself and giving what you have been given. Now, Women to Watch. Here's your host, Sue Rocco. Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for being with us for another week of Women to Watch. It's so great to connect with all of you, uh, particularly at this strange time that we're all living in, and I hope you continue to stay safe and well with your family and your friends. Joining me this evening in just a few minutes is Kathy Mayone. Kathy is the Chief Strategy and Client Service Officer of Plowshare Group, which is a division of Publicis Health, excuse me, Publicis Health. And I'm proud to say Publicis is going to be one of our newest sponsors to the show, leading a brand new marketing watch. And Kathy will be with us in just a moment. During the break, she'll hear from our watch team of on-air contributors, bringing you valuable information in health, finance, technology, business, and legal matters. So be sure to stay with us as we go into each one of our breaks. And to sign up for our newsletter and see who's coming on the show, be sure to go to womentowatch.net. That's women, the number two, watch.net, N-E-T. So now I'm very honored and thrilled to welcome to the show, Kathy Mayone. Kathy, thanks so much for joining me. Well, thanks, Susan, for having me on your show. What, listen, where are you calling from? As I mentioned, we're all we're in three different places, but we're making this happen. <laughs> where are you? I am. Yeah, I'm uh, calling from my home in Stamford, Connecticut. I live in the northern part of the city, and I was telling somebody the other day that I've fallen in love again with my house that I've lived in for 21 years because I have green grass and trees and deer in the yard, and so that's oh. really heaven at this time. <laughs> yeah. 
that's absolutely one of the, you know, um, one of the things that I think is teaching us to appreciate more our homes and, you know, spending more time there. But um, it's certainly been a very strange time. And I'm hoping, gosh, I saw something this morning. I'm really hoping uh, that this week or next will be kind of a leveling off of the numbers. We'll see. Yes, we're all hoping for that. Um, Kathy, I wanted to start uh, and talk a little bit about your upbringing, which was speaking of rural areas, happened to be in rural north central Pennsylvania. You were born in Abington, but um, grew up in a very rural area. And, you know, staying outside and and close with animals and nature seemed to be the way you grew up. I wonder if you just could talk about how you think that differs from the way some of the kids are growing up today with with technology. Yeah, you know, I often look back at the days that I was growing up with my sister, and we like to say that we grew up in the sticks, uh, which meant that we really had to get creative to entertain ourselves. And so we would build Indian teepees, we would create puppet plays, Um, I would direct plays when my cousins would come to visit, so I'd be the the director and we'd have all kinds of uh, fun and shows for our family. Um, We had clay in our yard, so I used to go out and I'd mold sculptures out of the clay in our yard. Um, I also took ceramic lessons. I had lots of pets. I had a rabbit. I had dogs, a cat, a hamster. And we had the family chickens and pigs that I would tend to. And so, <laughs> and horses, there was, there was right? A lot of animals. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you, yeah. And that's, yeah. And go ahead. Had, yeah. And uh, really, um, you know, my sister and I, we also we took horseback riding lessons. Um, we would do a lot of biking and skateboarding and uh, just kind of a whole variety of, of uh, activities to keep ourselves entertained. <laughs> You know, Kathy, you eventually went on to do, you know, quite a bit of traveling and, and I would say pretty adventurous in wanting to see more of the world and meet more people. Um, did your upbringing kind of lend itself to your curiosity of, of the world outside of your hometown? Uh, you know, I would say it did. And I still remember, I think it was in about third grade, my favorite subject was actually world culture. So I was, while I was living in this remote part of the country, I was really fascinated with the world around me. And I think part of it, it was multiple influences. My parents had um, been abroad in the Philippines for my, day, my, my dad's Navy deployment. And so they had come home with tales of uh, the Philippines, Uh, They subscribed to the National Geographic magazine, and so I would see those images and those pictures. I also had a great aunt who was single and led tours all over the world, as well as grandparents who traveled all over the world. So they would all bring me back gifts like kimonos from Japan and all kinds of things. So I think that really sparked my interest and inspired me to think about the world at large. And I understand your, you know, that interest in world cultures led to a study abroad in France. Tell me what, um, tell me about that experience. Yeah, so as I um, got into my high school years, I started studying French, which became one of my favorite subjects. And I really wanted to go abroad and study in, in France. So I found a high school study abroad program And my parents didn't really have the money to send me. So I said, all right, well, I'll get a job as a waitress. And so I did. And I 
uh, waitress for a year in order to be able to send myself off to France at age 17. And um, so I, I did that, and that you know continued my love for all things French. So when I got back and started applying to college, um, I ultimately decided to major in business in French, uh, which is what I did at Gettysburg College, and uh, had the vision to hopefully one day combine those two and work in international business. And and you did that, right? So your your first job out of college was with Accenture. And I read That's that correct. you and yeah, you ended up leading a team of a hundred people from forty different nations. And I <laughs> and I read that and I thought, gosh, I wonder what she learned about people in general and the importance of relationships. Yes. So, um, yes, my, my husband and I, uh, and I, I met my husband at Gettysburg as well, and he uh, also had a passion for travel. And so we both had the opportunity to live abroad in Switzerland for a couple of years and um, fortunately found both found assignments to do in Switzerland. Um, my assignment was with the International Labor Organization in Geneva, which was great because I got to use some aspects of my French. But because we had 40 different nationalities, we actually had to speak English on the project. Um, but it does remain today to be one of probably the most challenging assignment I ever had. Um, it was a large um, systems implementation that I was doing for Accenture. And uh, these types of projects have a lot of complexities and you're dealing with a government organization that uh, you know doesn't always move as quickly as you'd like them to mm-hmm. and so we had to really navigate a lot of change management issues uh, the hundred person team consisted of both people from my own company but uh, contractors as well as uh, UN um, uh, employees as well and so we had these 40 different nationalities and uh, a lot of uh, just, you know, organizational change that we had to help our client navigate. And so it, um, it uh, led me to really learn how to seek to understand what people's views are, to uh, figure out ways to be, on one hand, proactive in your management, but also very diplomatic and mm-hmm. to really then have to break through just a lot of day-to-day issues that we had even just getting people to get on assignment in Switzerland. Wow, wow. big, big job. Kathy, listen, we're going to go into our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about um, your return to the U.S. and something you learned about yourself at that time. We'll be right back. Stay with us for our Tech Watch. Introducing Pathways Consulting Group, a company that will align your IT needs with your business goals. Pathways is a full-service ServiceNow partner. What does that mean? It's simple. Pathways will collaborate and design, develop, and deploy solutions for your company today that will define tomorrow. Pathways will provide world-class enterprise service management solutions. Pathways Consulting Group. They listen. They care. They execute. Go to PathwaysCG.com. That's PathwaysCG.com. Now, the women to watch. Tech Watch. Hi, I'm Miriam Manson from Pathways Consulting Group. Technology is changing the speed in which companies produce work and the way work gets done. As many companies are adopting the new norm of working from home, they're recognizing that they weren't as prepared as they thought they were. Now, more than ever, it's essential to create automated ways of getting information and work to their employees. 
At Pathways, we implement ServiceNow, which is a cloud-based platform that automates tasks for HR, IT, customer service, finance, project management, and the list goes on, even tasks that go across departments. At this point in time, many of our clients are working with us to modify their automated services and alerts to better equip their employees at home. Some recent projects include automated message boards on employee portals, reporting of critical incidences, crisis management, and emergency response, to name a few. We're structuring knowledge bases and articles that can quickly address answers to everyday questions and include such things as state and federal mandated information as it pertains to the coronavirus. The knowledge base speeds up the time it takes to get answers and allows employees to resolve their issues on their own. Mobile access is now critical for many employees, so we're working with clients to ensure they're using mobile applications effectively, which will keep people informed by pushing alerts and notifications to their employees' phones. While we roll out the new automated services, we're providing virtual training, helping employees embrace the change that automation brings by helping them learn the new ways to get their work completed. As we settle into the new way we get work done, companies cannot afford to miss a beat. They must get innovative and market in a new way. Because of this, automation will become critical to many businesses. We're very sympathetic to the needs of business and are here to help. If you'd like more information on how our team can help you, please reach out to me at mary at pathwayscg.com or visit our website at www.pathwayscg.com. Thank you and stay safe. Thanks for joining us again. I'm talking this evening with Kathy Mayone, the Chief Strategy and Client Services Officer of Plowshare Group at Publicis Health. Again, um, one of our latest sponsors um, who's going to be bringing us a marketing watch every week. And we will be talking a little bit later in the show um, about Publicis and the work that they're doing. Um, but Kathy, I wondered if you could share um, kind of a revelation that you had upon your return to the U.S., Sure. Yeah. When I came back from Switzerland, I was having a hard time getting myself back on the partner track at Accenture. I had been at that point somewhat forgotten by my local practice. and But I was also really questioning myself if this was the same um, work that I wanted to do my whole career. And I felt that something was missing, but I, I couldn't quite uh, pinpoint it. So I started doing all of these kind of self-help uh, career tests and evaluations um, and it was interesting. I actually found uh, the What Color Is Your Parachute exercise that was so instrumental. I was just doing some clean out in my house, as we all seem to be doing in these days of quarantine. And so I actually found the flower exercise. And back then, what was stunning to me as I identified all my favorite traits and what I liked about work and, and people environments um, is that my number one trait uh, was imagining, inventing, creative and new ideas. And I came to realize that I had limited ability to do that in a consulting role that was really focused much more on process design. And I was surrounded by a lot of engineers who do very important work to make operations more efficient. Um, but the nature of our work really wasn't allowing me to use the creative side of my brain. So mm -hmm. I realized that I needed to, to perhaps make a shift. <laughs> That's such a great exercise, isn't it, to, to be yeah, able to do it really that? Is. I, yeah. I, I know quite a few people who have done that and, and perhaps not with um, that exact um, kind of test, but in other ways. 
And is that what then led you to MRM McCann? It is, yeah. Now, I at this point, I didn't really know, though, what the right path for me was. I, I still really liked the variety of work that professional services offered me. So I didn't necessarily want to leave professional services, um, but it was actually uh, MRM that approached me for a position. And so the light bulb went off and I said, oh, okay, here's a creative environment where I can use my business skills. And they actually really were looking for somebody that was coming from a consulting environment to um, develop a new practice. So I got the job as the uh, SVP of, and Director of Strategic Services. And I created a whole new practice from inception where I could really bring my consulting experiences to bear while I got exposure to this wonderful creative environment. And, you know, all of a sudden I looked around and I said, oh, well, here's all the where all the liberal arts majors went. And uh, here's all the people like me in that, that creative side of my brain. Um, so it was a great experience. I had a lot of fun. I worked on accounts like the U.S. Army. Uh, I was part of the team who created the Army Strong campaign. I was even able to skydive with the U.S. Army Golden Knights. So it was, it was a oh, really, that's really awesome. fantastic experience. <laughs> wow. You know what, um, Kathy, for our listeners who might not be familiar with MRM McCann, what kind of, um, it was a marketing agency, am I right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and who uh, were, and yes. And what, digital. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They what, tell me digital what digital marketing. Okay. Tell me what you learned about the men and women um, who serve. Tell me what you learned that might have surprised you working on that campaign. You know, as much as I had um, my dad who had served in the Navy um, during Vietnam, and uh, I had a grandfather who had been in the Navy um, for World War II, but, you know, I, I didn't really understand uh, when I started working on this account why um, why people would volunteer to be part of the military and what was it that was drawing people to the military. And so as part of our indoctrination, they actually sent us off to boot camp for a week. <laughs> and um, you really started to understand uh, the pride and the honor that uh, the military has and what they do in their service. And we also got to speak with a lot of the trainees and I really came to understand that, you know, these trainees really wanted to make something out of their lives. They didn't have the same opportunities that I had had to go off to college. And, um, and so much of it really was about uh, making something out of their lives and, and taking an opportunity uh, to do things that they wouldn't otherwise have to do. Mm. That's, that's really interesting. Um... I, I wanted to talk to you as well. We're, we're going to go into another break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about your views on uh, kind of the need for the right brain, left brain thinking when it comes to professional services. So give that some thought during the break and uh, we will come back. Stay with us for our Health Watch with Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Since 1858, Mount St. Joseph Academy has been educating girls to be leaders, founders, and independent thinkers. Students are taught to be collaborative, courageous, compassionate, confident, and spiritual. 
In this student-centered environment, the young women are transformed by recognizing their own potential and are encouraged to use it to make a difference in the world. To learn more about Mount St. Joseph Academy, go to www.msjacad.org or call 215-233-3177. That's msjacad.org or 215-233-3177. Now, the women to watch, Health Watch. For Health Watch, I'm Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Aside from the coronavirus devastation to our health and economy, families losing loved ones, essential workers in danger, lost jobs and businesses, the other cruel blow is the isolation it imposes. No handshakes, no hugging, women delivering babies without a spouse or partner, canceled graduations and weddings, unable to visit lonely grandparents or gather to mourn at a funeral. Among other things we've learned from this pandemic is that we don't like being apart. But let's think about life before. We had already begun to separate. America was looking down, eyes glued to cell phones, in elevators, crossing the street, even driving. In restaurants, moms, dads, and kids all on their cell phones, sitting next to each other, but really in separate worlds. How many times a day do you need to text LOL or like a celebrity's new hairdo? Whatever happened to passing a familiar stranger and saying, good morning? Today is Easter Sunday. Christians celebrate the resurrection and our hope for salvation. And it's the fifth day of Passover when the Jewish people recall the Exodus, their release from slavery. Both are holy occasions. Both anticipate the joy of new life, rebirth. Even if you don't observe either of these traditions, the spring itself is a time of renewal. Gray skies turn to sunshine, flowers are blooming, birds are singing. It's a chance to start again, a time of renewal. Time to reassess your priorities. There's nothing like a common enemy to bring people together. This virus might be an enemy that we can't see, but it's definitely bringing us to our knees. As I said in my first show in February, you can't be happy if you're not grateful, and you can't be grateful if you're not humble. A truly wise person will look at this moment in history through humble eyes and realize the only way to defeat this invisible enemy is to do it together. We say together, but what does that really mean? Maybe it means we're a little kinder, more open to each other's opinions, put aside our differences to work as one people, one nation, so each of us can say, I'm proud to be an American. This is Women to Watch with Sue Rocco. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Welcome back. You're listening to another week of Women to Watch, and I'm speaking with Kathy Mayone, the Chief Strategy and Client Service Officer of Plowshare Group, which is a division of Publicist Health. And... Um, Kathy, when I was reading your bio, I thought it was kind of interesting how you ended up at Publicist, which happens to be headquartered in France, and you had that experience to study abroad there. Um, and one of the things that I think was a revelation for you was the importance of having both the right brain, left brain thinking when it comes to professional services. Tell us, explain that to, to, to us and, and why that matters. Yes, when I started with um, MRM, the digital agency, and I came fresh out of 14 years and being in consulting, it didn't take me long to just quickly have this light bulb go off of, wow, what, wouldn't it be amazing if I could take all of the capabilities and the way we thought in consulting and combine that with the way we think in marketing, marketing and advertising? You know, in consulting, you really think of the world through this um, 
more of this inside out lens of what the company needs to do to be operationally successful. Whereas marketers really look at it more from um, the outside in. What is what are consumers thinking and how can we engage with consumers and what are the insights around those consumers that we can use to turn and to to motivate them to take action. And so it was just this powerful realization of bringing these two perspectives together. And it really is uh, left brain and right brain thinking and and very different types of thinking. So I developed that vision uh, very early on in this shift. Um, But my vision, I would say, was probably ahead of where, where the industry really was. Um, now, today, um, 16 years later, we see that I see that that vision is finally catching up. And so uh, at Publicis, we have now data capabilities through Epsilon and consulting capabilities through Sapien, as well as all of the, the marketing capabilities of our agencies. And so we now have all that under one roof. Um, and I have many more opportunities now to bring that vision to life. Um, so let's talk about Plowshare, Kathy, and, and really, you know, first of all, Publicis Group is a global communications um, and marketing company that serves the healthcare industry. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And Plowshare, of course, is a division um, under Publicis Group. So I was actually curious where the name Plowshare came from. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, yeah, what that division does as opposed to the rest of the global company. Yeah. And um, and, so, and actually, uh, I should correct myself. Plowshare is a division of Publicis Health, uh, which is a division of Publicis Group. Um, and Publicis Health is the largest healthcare communications company in the world. Um, and so I've been with um, Publicis now for the last 10 years, and I made that shift um, I really wanted to become a chief strategy officer and uh, bring that vision that I had to combine so many different disciplines. And so it was actually the healthcare division within Publicis that um, took an interest in my capabilities, even though I had no healthcare industry experience. Um, but uh, the, the interesting story about Plowshare is I was I actually helped to acquire them into our network about three years ago. I was the first person to set foot in their office because they had an office right in my backyard and uh, we were evaluating them for acquisition. And so I uh, was part of the acquisition evaluation team and we, of course, ultimately decided to acquire Plowshare. And the reason we acquired them is because they had great capability in public service announcement work and a lot of nonprofit clients. Uh, some federal government clients, and a real focus on social good communication. And so uh, the founder of the company uh, had told me the story that there's, um, I I believe there's a a religious uh, story, which is how he came to name the company Plowshare. And uh, the founder has has since retired from our company, but uh, we've kept the name. Okay. So tell me how your um, day-to-day activities has changed with the current situation around COVID-19. Yeah. The last, uh, the last few weeks have been very, very busy. Um, you know, uh, in healthcare communications now, uh, of course, there's, there's so much going on with our communications around COVID. And um, my, uh, 
at Publicis Health, we like to say that healthcare marketing is healthcare. And I think that's because communications plays such an important role in inspiring and motivating people to take the right steps to manage their health. And mm-hmm. we've really seen with COVID-19 that um, we're all adopting these new behaviors. And as you can think about it now, it's, it's really because of all of the communications that we've seen. So we've been uh, very busy with a lot of our clients, um, many who are nonprofits and are shifting their focus to uh, focus on their services around COVID, as well as um, many of our healthcare clients who now have to uh, talk to their patients in different ways. Uh, So it's uh, been a very busy time for us. I was thinking about, you know, obviously there are so many companies and and small businesses, especially that are really hurting right now. And um, I thought, gosh, I wonder if Publicis is picking up new clients because of the field that you're in and and what you uh, what you do. Certainly in the healthcare sector, we um, are holding very steady during this time because all of our healthcare clients, uh, you know, more than anything, need to to make some changes in their marketing plans. They're they're not uh, eliminating them; they're just making changes. And then, yes, there are some new clients that are coming to us as well with some new needs. <laughs> Um, we're going to go into another break, Kathy. And when we come back, I want to talk about um, how your career and newfound interest in healthcare led to um, your own very personal milestone. Very, very impressive. Stay with us as we go into our last break for a finance watch with Fortis Wealth. We'll be right back. If you believe that family, charity, or money is deeply important for the greater good, Fortis Wealth invites you to a highly personalized financial discovery process to help you visualize your financial legacy. It's not for everyone, but if you're willing to invest the time and thought, they can offer advice and strategies to help you accomplish your dreams. Fortis Advisors is a wholly owned subsidiary of Fortis Wealth, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Visit Fortis-Wealth.com today because tomorrow is waiting. Watch. Hi, this is Terry, and I'm from Fortis Wealth. It's an understatement that we're living in challenging times and experiencing something we probably never thought we would see in our lifetimes. That being said, it may provide us with an opportunity to stand back, take stock, and make improvements in our personal and financial lives. Of course, we have some suggestions. First, don't panic. Investors who keep a level head and make disciplined decisions during a market downturn usually put themselves in the best position to navigate the volatility. Second, let your goals guide your decisions. They're the reason you're investing, and your investment decisions should align with them for the long term. When's the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Ask your financial advisor to model different scenarios under various conditions to help you make those important long-term decisions. Develop some better habits. Evaluate what you spend your money on other than the basics. Think about those extras and whether or not you'll miss them in the future when you will still want a choice concerning the things you'd like to spend money on. Those who still have steady paychecks may want to consider committing to some extra savings. We've heard from some clients that they've increased their 401k contributions. Others have started systematic savings plans to build emergency cash and savings outside of retirement plans. Consider having your own investment policy statement where you define your investment, your asset allocation, and when and why you'll make changes. Retirees may want to create a retirement policy statement to outline your withdrawal strategy and where to get income. You can find a template for these policies on Morningstar.com. 
Another suggestion we have is to use some of the extra time you have at home now to take a more organized approach to your financial life, which can help you stay on track. Another reason for doing this is to help your loved ones to understand your situation. If they need to step in for you, they will be able to identify important documents and where to find them. Consider a master directory of what you have and where it's held. So let's take the lemons we've been given and make lemonade, or at least make changes that will help to ensure a better financial future. This is Terry. Peace out. You're listening to Women to Watch with Sue Rocco on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Welcome back. I'm speaking with Kathy Mayone this evening. Um, Kathy Mayone is with Publicis Health, and it's a global a publicist group, a global communications company in the healthcare industry. So it, it's interesting to, to talk to you, Kathy, and hear um, just how effective a company like yours can be during this time. And, you know, one of the things I read about you and your own career was your kind of newfound interest in health and wellness in general. And it led you at the age of 40 um, to your very first triathlon. That's really gutsy and, and takes a lot of determination. Um, for the listeners, I want them to know you completed an Ironman, um, swimming, biking, and running in regulation time. How proud of you, how proud of yourself were you after doing that? <laughs> um, well, it, yeah, it, I mean, it, it was a, a wonderful day, um, all the more so because my sister was there. I had my friends there, and my husband also became an Ironman that day. Um, but I think, you know, the real source of pride comes in looking back at how I got to that day. And it, it actually took me nine years <laughs> to get to that day. Um, <laughs> I, um, I did start triathlons once I moved into the healthcare sector. I was surrounded by people who took health and wellness uh, seriously, and their hobbies really reflected that. And so I was in the office one Sunday afternoon. We were preparing for a big client meeting, and one of my colleagues said, oh, I did the New York City Triathlon that morning. And I said, what? <laughs> and I just was asking him all sorts of questions, and I, and I said, oh, well, it sounds really fun, but I could never do the swim. I was um, swimming was just something that never really clicked for me as a kid. So I would go off to Girl Scout camp and I'd pass the test from advanced beginner to intermediate. And then I'd come back the next year and I was advanced beginner again. Um, <laughs> so I, I had to really uh, figure out the swimming part. And uh, so I ended up taking um, private swimming lessons and really just putting a focus um, I actually signed up for my first triathlon before I could swim the distance. <laughs> I figured that would motivate wow. me. Right. And uh, I just kept, you know, kept at it. And I think as an adult, you just have a different way that you learn. And, and uh, it was very rewarding to, to learn how to properly swim as an adult. Um, so, uh, so I did the shorter races for a, a period of time. I also uh, ended up getting some knee issues from any time I tried to run longer distances. Um, but eventually, I just figured it out. And after uh, cheering a friend on up at the Lake Placid Ironman, I got inspired and motivated. And for my 50th birthday, <clears throat> attempted my first half Ironman, which I did successfully. Uh, the difference wow. was really getting on wow. a proper training plan. And um once I, I finished that and I felt great that day, that day I said, you know, I think I could do a full Ironman. And so I trained for it in the next year. Uh, last year I, I did it and completed it in 
15 hours and 40 minutes. So wow. I often that's say amazing. That <laughs> I, I say I'm an accidental athlete. <laughs> so. <laughs> so what's your next goal? What's what's on tap for next year? <laughs> well, um, I'm hoping to do the New York City Marathon this year. We'll see. There's been, unfortunately, of course, so many events canceled, but uh, hopefully by November, uh, the New York City Marathon will still take place. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Um, something else, Kathy, that that you're involved in outside of your job is um, you're a mentor for Step Up NYC, and yeah. Um, what? Yeah, great organization. Um, you know that supports and encourages teen girls to complete high school and college. Is there a story you could share with us about a particular girl that you may have gotten to know and helped? Sure. You know, it's, it's a great program. Um, and I was I actually served on the board, too, for uh, five years. Um, the program really tries to mix the mentors and the teens um, with different people in each uh, exercise. So they get exposure to career women um, from sort of all different uh uh, areas of, of business and uh, other, um, you know, other walks of life. And so I remember sitting in one of the uh, exercises and this, uh, it was it was helping the girls think through where they would want to go to college and what their choices were. Um, and that's a big focus is we, we really help them become uh, career focused, uh, confident and um, college bound. So, um, the uh, the girl really was having a hard time um, articulating why she could only why she only had certain colleges on her list, and they were all sort of in the New York City area. And I came to understand through those discussions that her uh, parents really didn't want her to go uh, farther beyond uh, New York City. And so it was a real um, eye-opening thing for me to realize that um, it's not just about uh, the dreams that you have, but uh, there are many family considerations for uh, these teens who are under-resourced. And, you know, many of them have to support the family in other ways. Um, and that's what really was behind this. So uh, we so try to it, do our best to help them. Yeah, there are so many varying circumstances, right? It's not always just about that confidence and self-esteem boost, um, which I'm sure you're always trying to help build. You know, the the belief in themselves is so much, uh, it, it's such a big part of it in, in its importance, but you're right. You know, they all come from different circumstances. Um, yeah. One of the, yeah, one of the questions I had for you, and this pertains to just, that work as well. I think we're living in such a time of uncertainty and that um, brings about a fear. Um, we all have worries about different parts of our personal and professional lives. I'm wondering how you manage that fear and, um, and how you share that with the girls that you work with. Yeah, I, um, you know, I, I think the one thing that, um, that I can relate to, and, and so many of my board members also would say, "Geez, I wish, I wish I had had uh, this program when I was their age." <laughs> um, right. And even if we, you know, even if we grew up in middle class circumstances, um, I, you know, I grew up very 
um, in an isolated part of the world. So I didn't see all these opportunities that many of these girls now are, are seeing. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I, I think we, we often say, well, if you can see it, you can be it. And so really we're helping, trying to help these girls see us and see where we came from and how we um, were able to navigate those things. And by providing the mentorship and the connections and the networking that they get, uh, that really helps them to overcome some of that fear. But a big focus of the curriculum really is on that confidence. And it's really been amazing to see some of these girls who had a hard time getting up on stage and being a public speaker. And by the end of the program, they have so much confidence, much more than I had when I was their age. Yeah. Um, what What is Publicis Health working on today? Um, we just have about a minute left. What are they working on today that um, maybe would not have been in the works prior to uh, the coronavirus? Well, a big part of my focus actually right now is um, putting together some partnerships between uh, the private sector and the public sector. And so, you know, we're really seeing um, much more openness and a need and desire to bring partners together that had never partnered before. And part of it's even in the government, the, the breaking down barriers that even prevented some of these alliances and partnerships previously. So uh, we see, you know, lots of innovation happening um, in this this crisis time. Right. Well, listen, Kathy, um, I, I really appreciate you taking time to be with us this evening and share a bit of your story and, and what Publicist is doing. And I'm really looking forward to to working, continuing our, our um, partnership moving forward. So thank you so much. And thank you, Susan. It's a pleasure to be on the show, and we look forward to the ongoing partnership as well. Wonderful. Um, I'd like to do something a little different at the end of the show this evening. I'd like to close the show by taking a moment to honor my mom, uh, who passed away this week after a two-year battle with Alzheimer's. Three words describe Sally Foley. Funny, kind, and the strongest woman I've ever known. She was also my biggest fan and inspiration and would tell everyone she met that her daughter had a radio show. One day she was bragging to a man she had just met who turned out to be a radio producer. And that man would eventually be the one who brought me here to 1210, Mr. Joe Krause. So I wanted to um, give a Sweet dreams, mom, message. You will be incredibly missed and dedicate this evening's show to her. Have a great week, everyone, and continue to stay stay safe and be well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Women to Watch with Sue Rocco, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 